Welcome to the podcast where Beast Mode meets Manifesting Goddess. We are here to chase our dreams while in a magnetic, high vibrational state. Crushing your goals can feel like self-care. I'm your host, Kayla Van Egdom, and I am so excited to help you slay and thrive. Welcome back to the Slay and Thrive podcast. I am excited you're here joining me today because I love today's topic. It's probably one of my favorite ideas, and it's also been one of the biggest game changers for me. Leading with my desires has been something that's gotten me off the hamster wheel of achievement just for the sake of achievement, and it's really allowed me to move towards the dreams that make me feel my most vital and most inspired. And I've started working with a lot of my clients on this, and I know it's been a game changer for them as well. If you want to thrive more on a daily basis, this episode is for you. We are now also on the fourth episode of the podcast. If you've been loving the show so far, I would be grateful if you would leave a rating and review of this podcast wherever you are listening. I know this is especially helpful to new podcasts, and I also welcome constructive feedback because I'm always looking for ways to improve, especially since I am new at this. And on to the show. What does it mean to lead with your desires? I think sometimes the best way to help define something is to define what it isn't. So that's where we're going to start first. As you listen to this podcast right now, I want you to think about a goal you have in this exact moment and why you want to achieve that goal. Do you want to lose weight because you're sick of your clothes not fitting or tired of feeling uncomfortable in your skin? Do you want to get out of debt because you're fed up with living paycheck to paycheck and never feeling like you have enough? Or do you want to start a new relationship with a stable, kind human being because you are so done with chasing emotionally unavailable love interests? These are just a few examples, and full disclosure, they are all examples from my own life and my own journey before I changed how I approached goal setting. When I think about these goals and how they made me feel, I realize that even saying them out loud now makes me feel constricted and heavy. They don't feel inspiring or exciting. They also feel so uncomfortable because they are hyper-focused on everything that was wrong in my life. And I know I'm not alone in this tendency. I've now worked with hundreds of clients and more often than not, they're leading with what they don't want. They want to lose weight so their body doesn't hurt as much. They want to improve their health to lessen the impact of a medical condition. If your goal is rooted in your personal challenges or what you don't want, you are not alone. We're actually hardwired to do this. In the past, our ancestors had to be scanning for dangers or challenges in their environment constantly. If they didn't, They might have ended up caught in a crazy storm or attacked by a wild animal. 
having this built-in focus and looking for what was dangerous or unwanted served our ancestors really well in the past. It makes sense. They had to do it to survive. But that drive is also creating unnecessary stress and unnecessary happiness for us in the present. Just know this. You don't simply want the absence of whatever challenge you're having. You don't just want to lose weight. You don't just want to get out of debt. You don't just want to stop falling for jerks. There is something on the other side of whatever it is you don't want. There's a set of emotions and sensations and experiences that you want to have, and you think that solving these problems will get you those things. So to put this in some practical examples, maybe on the other side of wanting to lose weight, you want to feel unapologetic body confidence and super comfortable in your skin. On the other side of paying off debt, you crave the sense of financial freedom that comes along with it. And breaking past the toxic relationship patterns on the other side of that, what you truly desire is an intimate, nourishing relationship that inspires you to be the most incredible version of yourself inside and outside of that relationship. Now, how do those things sound compared to leading with the problem? I don't know about you, but unapologetic body confidence, financial freedom, and that dream relationship make me feel light and enthusiastic and energized. They just make my heart happy. And that's how you know you're leading with your desires. So I want you to take a moment right now Just pause, take a few deep breaths, and think about that goal you have. How does it make you feel? Is it creating lightness or heaviness in your body? Is it making you feel energized or constricted? Does it make you want to smile, or is it causing you to clench your jaw at the thought of all the hard work that's left to be done? The better something makes you feel, the more likely it is that you're leading with desire. Maybe right now your goal revolves around a problem or an issue. That's totally okay. That can actually be a powerful starting point. Now it's all about thinking what might be on the other side of that problem or issue. But keep going. Keep thinking about what's on the other side of that barrier or roadblock that's keeping you from peace and joy. What do you truly desire? Then a great way to check in on whether or not you're leading with your desires is to then think about the goal or intention you've set and really tune in to how it makes you feel. If it isn't making you feel energized and joyful and light, then there's probably some more detective work to do to get to the root of what your desires actually are. And it's amazing how just changing the language of something can make a huge difference. And we did this a lot in the last food freedom program I ran. They set their goals and then we really worked to move out of some of the problems they were trying to solve and diving really deep into what they truly wanted that was going to make them feel amazing. 
And if you want to take a deeper dive on this, I would highly recommend The Desire Map by Danielle Laporte. And I will link to this in the show notes as well. So that can be found at kaylavanegdom.com. And this book is one of my favorite resources and has really changed the way I approach goal setting. I've gone from being very rigid and problem focused to being a lot more expansive and emotion centered. And I've also started using my creative power to build the life and the things that I truly desire. And the amazing thing is that when you do this, the problem just often goes away as a natural consequence of moving towards how you want to feel and what you want to create. An example in my own life, I struggled with binge eating for years and years, probably not, not even just years, decades. I think I started when I was around six years old and I was stuck in problem solving mode for those decades. I just needed to get rid of that binge eating at all costs. And I think that more than anything kept me so stuck in that problem. What happened was then I shifted out of that approach and really worked on approaching this from a place of what I did want. What kind of relationship with food and my body did I want? How did I want to eat? What sort of habits did I want to have? How did I want to handle my emotions if I wasn't turning to food for them? And when I did that and started building that in, the binge eating actually just went away as a natural consequence. And I didn't have to think about it or stress about it in that same constant way. So in the desire map, Danielle Laporte talks about how desire in itself is a form of action. I think about this often when I'm setting new intentions or thinking about what I truly want for my future. And to me, desiring something feels very different from wanting or needing something, which both feel desperate and rooted in this place of scarcity, like there's not enough and you just have to have it. To me, desiring puts a person into a state of being receptive. It stirs up these feelings of passion and love. And those are things that are going to allow us to enjoy the journey, to truly thrive. Desire to me feels deeply feminine and expansive. Desire doesn't force us to pick and overattach to one specific tactic or strategy in terms of us getting where we want to go. What desire does is it leaves room for so many different ideas and options that could serve our purpose. Desire is like our GPS giving us direction on our journey. When we keep our desires in the front of our consciousness, we will have a greater sense of the right path to take that will move us in the direction we want to go. I'll give you a few examples of what this could look like to guide you on your path of leading with your own desires. In the first example, let's use the person who wants to pay off debt because they no longer want to live paycheck to paycheck and feel stressed about money. That's the problem they want to solve, but it's not the true desire. The true desire here is financial freedom. From the first place of trying to solve the problem, they might decide they're going to get a second job and work 70 hours a week, barely see their friends or loved ones, say no to every social function, 
and spend basically an entire year of their life in misery in the name of becoming debt-free. And that might also be a personal story as well. But if their goal is financial freedom, they're willing to play the long game. They're willing to have more patience. They still might work a second job, but they're going to work that second job with more energy and lightness because they're moving towards freedom. They might also decide that they're going to turn one of their passions into a side hustle. They might start selling their photography online or get set up on Fiverr making book covers or logos. And maybe they also see a financial advisor and create a five-year plan that feels doable and exciting to them. They're using that goal of financial freedom to inform their decisions and they feel amazing in the process. A second example, a woman wanting to stop attracting bad relationships into her life. When that's the goal, all that toxic negative energy is tied up in the goal because it's going to remind the woman of all her past negative experiences at any time she thinks about the goal. How could this woman lead with desire instead? To use a bit of a personal example again, I think back to something I said to my brother probably sometime in the middle of last year. And I am so lucky and very happy because all my siblings are in these amazing relationships. And it's just so fantastic that they've all found their person. But this brother in particular is extra outwardly affectionate and in love with his wife. It's pretty much the most adorable thing in existence. And around this time last year, my last relationship was ending and I was finally coming to terms with these feelings I had for my now boyfriend. And what I felt for him and still feel for him is so wildly different than anything I've ever felt. It has felt like the purest, deepest, most unselfish love I've ever had for anyone. And back around this time last year, I told my brother that one day I wanted to be with someone that I loved the way he loved his wife. And that desire was what led me into this current relationship where that is very much the reality and it's made all the difference. And this is not me thinking badly of any of my past relationships. I learned and grew within each and every one of them. I also believe that any relationship you have is a mirror of the one you have with yourself. And up until the past few years, I really didn't have the greatest relationship with myself. And I also didn't have much clarity about my values and what I actually desired in a relationship. I was just trying to solve a problem. I didn't want another person who was emotionally unavailable, struggling with an addiction, or only wanted to engage with me on a physical level. I solved those problems with my last relationship, but it didn't give me what I truly desired at my deepest level. I also think that desires evolve when people evolve. So what was once a great relationship for me changed when I changed. Now you have some examples about how to lead with your desires. So to recap, think about a goal you have for yourself. From there, Check to see if you're trying to solve a problem. If you are trying to solve a problem, think about what's on the other side of that issue that you're trying to fix. On that other side is what you're honestly, deeply, truly going to desire. 
And from there, set a new goal or intention that revolves around this desire. And then check in again and make sure it makes you feel the way you want to feel. If it's not lighting you up and making your heart happy and energizing you and making you want to get out there and take inspired action, then just work on the language a little bit until you have it all figured out. And keep in mind, this is something that is going to continually evolve as you evolve. So it's a great practice to just check in on your goals and your desires and making sure that they still resonate with you as much as they once did. And then once you have your true desires, you can start to take inspired action. And it's from this place of inspired action that we can truly slay and thrive. So that's all I have for you today. As always, thank you for tuning in and we will see you in the next episode.